Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Timothy Green Beckley. His latest work, Area 51, warning, keep out. And that's uh, good advice, by the way, Tim, isn't it? Uh, keep out. Keep your distance, uh, perhaps. <laughs> uh, walk, walk up to the line, but don't, don't step uh, over it or you'll uh, end up like these uh, uh, Dutch um, uh, nationals did uh, uh, recently. They thought that they were, they said, well, they did it by mistake. Uh, yeah, and a couple of you know, a couple of people have actually driven or walked up to the guard uh, post and banged on the door. Can you imagine that? I mean, that takes a lot of chutzpah to do uh, something like that. Anyway, these these two Dutch uh, nationals, uh, they ended up with their face in the sand for about an hour, and then the um, uh, they finally you know told them to get the heck out of there and not be seen on the extraterrestrial highway, and they got uh, uh, fined by the. Um, the Lincoln County uh, Sheriff's Department, I think $600, that's the usual fine. So you're going to go, there's no reason to leave there, uh, you know, with uh, less money in your pocket than you than you took. You know, it's not worth it, because first of all, George, what are you going to see if you walk up to the guard uh, the guard uh, house? Nothing, Nothing whatsoever. Nothing. More sand, just like you'll see uh, sand further up down the road. Uh, if you were to get to the actual area where... Uh, there may be some activity, whether it's reverse technology or our own technology or uh, aliens uh, playing uh, uh, poker or something. You'd have to go way into the base. I mean, if you're going to rush the uh, uh, the base, you're going to have to run, what, 20 or 30 miles till you get somewhere? That, that's, that's foolishness. You'll, you'll die of dehydration of the way. To, to come face to face with a, a you know a, an alien. In fact, uh, uh, later on we can discuss there are uh, quite a number of safe places or uh, alien strongholds I call them where you can go at your leisure and have a uh, UFO uh, sighting and not be uh, worried about the uh, the elements. What do you what are your thoughts about whistleblowers like Bob Lazar who claim that they saw saucers in a building? What do you think? Well, we have. Uh, quite a few uh, whistleblowers. I mean, we got, we're not at a, a loss uh, uh, for them. Uh, in fact, I've, I've kept a list uh, uh, of them. Well, we have, for example, our own Commander X. I've published, uh, oh, I don't know, seven or eight books now by this uh, individual uh, whose identity has been kept a closely guarded secret. In fact, I don't really even know uh, who it is. Uh, and he claims that he uh, worked uh, at uh, uh, Area 51 he was invited to test fly um, UFOs, but the, uh, these were uh, not. When I say test fly, they were devices that actually teleported. So now they had hmm. picked him because apparently he had been tested uh, previously. I don't know if Duke University or where, and showed to have a heightened degree of uh, psychic uh, sensitivity. So they put him inside of one of these uh, craft. Now. Both Bob Lazar and the other individuals who, who claim that they've uh, uh, studied these uh, objects or been inside say that the objects usually are very, very barren. Uh, there's nothing inside. Uh, they don't even really have a control panel uh, as such, as I understand it. Anyway, he, they put him down in a, uh, in a seat uh, and uh, put, a, I believe, some sort of helmet on his head. And he was told to try to manipulate or move the object um, with just utilizing his mind and nothing else. There was no gear shift or, uh, you know, star-like, uh, Star Trek-like uh, control. 
So he tried it, uh, I, I guess, several days in a row, and it was nothing. He, he felt that it was just folly, and he wanted to give up, and they said, no, 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 keep trying. So apparently on the, the fourth day, where they seated him uh, and, and he put this helmet on, he was able to get the craft actually to move. Now, George, some of the people that go out there and skywatch and see these things, it looks like these objects are moving not uh, through any technology that we know, but perhaps by teleportation, because uh, at first they will be in one quadrant of the sky, and then they will almost like vanish and then appear uh, somewhere else, like traveling beyond the speed of light, because they're not using uh, jet propulsion or any kind of uh, propulsion that we are utilizing here currently on this planet. So... Uh, is this technology that our own uh, military and our own scientists have um, uh, perfected? Perfect, good word, perfected. Or, or is this something that uh, uh, we've back engineered from the uh, from the uh, extraterrestrials? Now, there's a, a, a quote here. There's a fellow uh, who uh, worked at um, Area uh, 51 for a long, long time, and he was uh, Ben Rich. And he was uh, right skunk works, right? The, huh? Was he skunk works? Skunk works, yes, yeah. yes. And he, now he claims that uh, the technology is well beyond uh, anything that uh, we currently have here, and that uh, the technology is such. Uh, he said, and this is a direct quote, that we could take uh, ET ET back home. And he said it's like fifty years, and uh, the technology is fifty years more advanced than what we have now or what the public knows about, and that it far surpasses uh, even uh, the uh, technology of Star Trek or Star Wars. And this is a fellow with a, uh, he, he's not a, uh, you know, a kook or a crackpot or, or what have you. I mean, he's a uh, um, aviation uh, pioneer, mm-hmm. I guess. He worked uh, uh, for 50 years developing uh, the health, uh, he's known as the father of uh, stealth uh, technology. Now, based on what you know and what you think you know, what what do you think is going on at Area 51? I I think Uh, there's military planes there and stuff. Affectionately, my ufological ball of yarn. Uh huh. Because we have here uh, a lot of different stories, uh, some of which are uh, conflicting, and um, uh, some of which make sense, and some of it is which is just so far fetched and so wild and speculative that it just seems uh, irrational. Even even when we're talking about UFOs, it just seems irrational. Okay, so we have um, uh, reverse engineering. This would be uh, technology that was derived from UFO crashes. So let's say it's a Roswell or some of the Aztec or uh, Kingman, uh, Arizona, uh, where the craft were taken to a secluded location Hangar um, uh, 18, perhaps, at uh, uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton. That seems to be the final destination for a lot of these uh, objects, and perhaps some of these uh, these right. things, if it's really true. And then, of course, uh, some of them may have been, sto- uh, the alien bodies may have been stored deep underground at uh, Area 51 for a long time, maybe moved uh, by now, it's really hard to say. So you've got the, the reverse-engineered craft, or you got just technology that's beyond anything uh, that the public knows about that was invented here by our own uh, engineers. 
Hard to say. I don't see anything Does wrong, Tim. Me? Do you? I, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. I don't yeah. see anything wrong with a secret facility. I think nations that are building defense need to have secrets like that. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously. You know, but uh, again, this wasn't, um, I don't know how long it was actually a, uh, uh, a secret uh, for. Now, the base was actually, I guess, uh, opened or started around 1953-1954 when the CIA decided that they needed an out-of-the-way uh, place to um, construct and to test fly the U-2. Uh, you know, which uh, eventually was shot down over the Soviet uh, uh, Union. And uh, then, uh, of course, the stealth technology was developed out there, and uh, perhaps another uh, aircraft known as the Aurora. Now, the funny thing uh, is about these uh, uh, aircraft, a lot of them do not make any sound, and we know that if you approach the uh, a certain speed, you're going to shake the atmosphere. I mean, it's going to ro- uh, rock and roll. But these things, are, these things are, for the most part, just dead silent. So, now, according to Bob Lazar, the alien technology um, uh, was um, it included the use of this Element 115, which was kind of a uh, you know a reactor that lifted them off in the space, and it was an element that can not be found here on this uh, planet. But Bob Lazar is a, a, a you know a strange uh, case. Uh, there are uh, some people who think that he's uh, his stories are legitimate and that he actually uh, saw these nine alien uh, craft and went inside uh, of mm-hmm. one of them and worked on uh, te- the technology. And other people think, well, uh, you know, he's making the story up for some reason that only he would know. Now, I discovered something uh, recently that I have not heard. Anybody really mentioned, and maybe maybe I'm just out of the uh, the loop. But I was watching uh, uh, on uh, streaming uh, videos the other night. I was catching up on my uh, Area 51 viewing. You know, I mean, sure. I wanted to make sure I had all the facts and uh, and so forth. Uh, there was a a video in which uh, John Lear, who of course is also a, a very well known in the aviation field. I think he owns uh, every. Uh, award for every test of vehicle uh, in the uh, in the world. I mean, he probably has flown more planes than anybody else. And his father, of course, invented the I Lear jet. The, the Lear the Lear jet. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, Lear tells this story, uh, which I had not heard before about Bob Lazar. How he first met Bob Lazar many years ago, and I don't know the exact date uh, on this. Uh, uh, John Lear was looking to buy a piece of property. Okay, and so he was visited by a real estate agent who thought that he might have something that interested John. And he bought with him a young gentleman by the name of Bob Lazar, because it, it turns out that he knew that the, the agent realized that John Lear was interested in uh, the subject of UFOs, and so was this young uh, engineer. But it turns out that Bob Lazar had not had any experiences at... Uh, uh, Area 51 at that point. In fact, he told John Lear that he was looking for a job, and he was thinking of sending his resume around to these different, uh, 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 you know, um, Lockheed and so forth to see if he could get a job. So this is one thing that's not brought out. That he had a prior interest uh, in the uh, the subject. I don't know if it makes me more suspicious or not, but uh, my my feeling on this is that our Commander X and perhaps. Uh, uh, 
Bob Lazar even are, are fronting for somebody. Uh, that uh, Maybe. Somebody t- told him about some of these things, right, and uh, didn't want to take credit for it or didn't want to go public, and so they found somebody like a, com- a Commander X or a Bob Lazar who would take um, uh, would go and, and publicize these things that uh, supposedly are going on. So are there aliens at uh, Area 51? Uh, I, you know, I, again, it's my ufological ball of yarn. I, I, uh, I, I personally would doubt it, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm being a little over uh, skeptical. We could have some uh, aliens in captivity. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.